You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. CarCast is brought to you by Zybar for better engine performance, horsepower, fuel economy, and lower underhood temperatures. Zybar is an ultra-thin coating that reduces radiant heat by 90%. This stuff is the real deal, people. Put Zybar on. Take heat off. Visit Zycoat, Z-Y-C-O-A-T, Zycoat.com. Mm-hmm. Now it's Zycoat.com. <laughs> Yeah, get it on, man. Got to get it on. No choice but to get it on mandate. Get it on. Welcome to CarCast, man. Lots of action in the car world over here. I don't know why. Maybe it's the Monterey weekend thing, but I feel like things have picked up a lot. We're What I've been doing, and uh, that's Matt the Motorator DeAndre over there, fresh <laughs> off the uh, Monterey weekend. So lots to talk about now. Oh, what an incredible week. What a week. Um so, uh, I have been, see, I toggle in between two modes. I'm, I'm always in two modes, a one of two modes, not usually not fully at the same time. I do car, 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 work on rehab, fix, race, whatever. And then, and then I stop and I do a house, yeah. I, I do a, a remod on a house and then I go back to car. And yeah, but once I go house mode, like I was doing my kitchen, I just I'm all in on the kitchen. I just that's the way I approach it. This, my whole deal is I am going to be unhappy from from the day we first emptied the first kitchen drawer and pulled out, started pulling out drawers of the old kitchen to go throw in the back of the pickup truck to yeah. demo out the cabinets from the day I pulled out the first drawer. To the day I finish putting the grout in the backsplash on the tile and everything's completely done. In that time period, I'm unhappy. (laughs) And so... Always frustrated. I would like to shrink that... See, a lot of people approach it like, oh, man, this is daunting, or I'm burnt out, or, you know, I I killed myself last week doing it, so I'm just going to take this weekend off. And my thing is like... I'm hitting it every day as hard as I can because I want it to go away as fast as it, as it can go away. Yeah. That's that's the way I approach it. So the kitchen and the backyard and the pool and everything just become this all-consuming endeavor. It's like every every Sunday night I'm making a huge list of stuff we got to get to. I'm I'm constantly just walking around thinking, "Oh man, what's the lead time on those tiles? We got to order those tiles, yeah. you know. What's the lead time? What's the lead time on the glue lamp beam? Who am I ordering that glue lamp yeah, beam?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I'm done, I'm done and now I'm into cars. Yeah. But your mind gets so distracted as well because I remember, you know, this happens all the time. I'll talk to you and say, "Hey, do you want to do this thing on the car? Maybe it's time to send this to the shop or start working on this." And you're like, I'm just too busy with the house right now. Let's do it when the house is done. Because your mind is completely distracted with the pool and the tiles and drawers. And now you need to focus. You know, you shift your focus to the next thing. Right. You know? And uh, and I do. So it's either car or house Never for me. work? <laughs> work is always something that is the... It funds the car in the house. But it's more like muscle memory. You know, it's kind of a rhythm. You come in. 
It is weird. It's a it's a it's a weird thing. Well, no, I mean, I'm closing my eyes because I'm trying to think clearly. It's not muscle memory in the sense that I think somebody somebody said something to me on Twitter the other day, which was they said you're mailing it in, and I said I never mail it in. I I never mail it in. I. I don't have that gear, that mail-in gear. I, and not every show is as yeah. good as the last show, or not everything is as good as this was or as good as that was, but I don't have a cruise mail-it-in mode when it comes to anything creative that I do. I just, I don't, I can't, yeah. I won't, I, don't, I, I have too much ego for it. I, I, I would agree, absolutely. There's no and podcast where I just kind of go, let's just get through this, and no, i got to get out of here. just the rhythm of you come in, you have a schedule, you know what you're, yeah. you know, and then once you're in the room, it's different, but... Yeah, once I'm in know. the room, it's time to go. Um, but I don't, like, I mean, I do, I see other shows. There's like, there's other shows, like, you know, Opie of Opie and Anthony, He's there, and he has a couple comedians with him on every show, and he sort of moderates, okay. you know? And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. that's his style of doing it, but it's like... Uh, does it feel like Chelsea he's mailing Handler. it in? You know, does it feel like well, that kind it's, of thing? It's, it's more... I think it's more playing to a strength okay, or avoiding a weakness or whatever it is, but it's like Chelsea Handler's made millions and millions of dollars, but you go do her show, she has a panel of comedians, and she's throwing it from one comedian to the next... Yeah. Comedian. My problem is we have a guest on the show and I don't let him talk. So <laughs> that's happened once, maybe twice. I uh, I never mail it in. I'm always burning calories, <laughs> and I'm not critiquing those guys. I'm just saying, like everyone develops a style that suits their strengths or their weaknesses. I have weaknesses as well, but I never come in here and just go, eh, right? Eh, let's just get through this, right? Um, but Unlike some of my contemporaries who pretty much just like, you know, Jimmy Kimmel eats, drinks, and sleeps comedy. Yeah. He just thinks about comedy. And he just thinks about creative endeavors. And he has his family, has his passions. He loves food. He loves cooking. He loves entertaining and, and things like that. But comedy is like on his mind. Yeah. All the time. And... For me, it's like just cars are on my mind all the time and or building is on my mind <laughs> yeah. all the time. And then the comedy. Uh, look, I, I figured this out in my apartment in, uh, you know, 1985. I was just si- sitting in my one bedroom apartment with my three roommates uh, sweltering because there's no air conditioning and, and staring at my Mazda I had a long bed Mazda, not rotary. It's a Mazda four banger. Must have been like a 78, 79. Long bed, red. Mini truck. Mini truck. I love the long bed mini trucks. It's like they're trying to be a big boy, but they're not quite there. Just staring out the window at that piece of shit. <laughs> My motorcycle probably leaning against it, and I just went, shit. How am I ever going to get a car? Yeah. I got to get a car. And then I went, and also, how am I ever going to get a house? I got to get a house. Yep. So then I thought, hmm, what could you do to get some cool cars and a cool house? And I thought. That's legal. Yeah. I, <laughs> I said, I'll do comedy. Like if I do comedy, I could get a car, some cars, and really? a house. Really? Did you think you were funny up to that point? I looked at it uh, 
pretty. No, I didn't think I was funny in that anyone ever told me I was funny, <laughs> but I did know how to make people laugh. Okay, that that much I knew. Not family members, but outside of the family, and some most of my close friends, uh, I could make other people laugh. Okay. Like I, I understood yeah. how to do it. Yeah, I intellectually figured it out. I was like, uh, good with hands, good with jokes, good with comedy. I have a, I have a good. A sort of building mind, and I have a good comical mind. I wasn't like I'm a comedian or I'm a, a joke teller or stand-up or, or a writer. I just have, I have a good com- – you know, I knew, like, if you have a good musical ear mm-hmm. or uh, some people are good with language or animals or, like, you know, people sure. have their good with things. I was good with the hands, and I was good with comedy. I knew I was good with comedy. And I was like, uh, one of these things – means I'm going to be driving a pickup truck for the rest of my life, and the other means I could be driving some bitchin' sports cars right. and, and even own a garage to park them in. Yeah. And so I just went, fuck it, I'm doing a comedy. But that was my 10-year plan. Like, yeah. it wasn't, I'm not starting tomorrow. So That wasn't a bad plan. I think it paid off. It did, but well, as soon as I... As soon as I a few years after I started making a living doing comedy, I shifted immediately back to the house's... And the cars. And then the comedy is just the in-between yeah. stuff. It's different when when you have the ability and and you like those things, but then it's a job. Like if it's a job, sometimes it feels forced. And then when it becomes a hobby or something you can do on your own, then it becomes far more relaxed and more interesting. You, know? you don't have to build houses now because that's the, that's where you're going to eat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I, know, I, I Now you could build houses and, and mess t- around in your kitchen t- and build shit yes, and buy it. And I itself. farm out all and, the and, bullshit. Yeah, and it's all your idea, and you get the plan, and you get the guys come in and do some of the work, and you get to stand there and yell at them. Like, yeah. But, but when, the end result is what you pictured in your head, and it's much different. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I know uh, I'm the guy who orders the glue lamb beam. I'll do the cutting of the glue lamb beam because it's expensive and it's a three-week order. And then I'm the guy who figures out we got to go get the genie lift to lift this 500-pound beam up into place. And I'll put in the beam like with the guys. But then, you know, I'm not getting out the orbital sander and stripping off the paint or doing the whatever. No, you're the surgeon. Right. Somebody and, else is going to button up. Sew up the wound. I'm done. But let me tell you this, everybody, because I do get a lot of these people in my life where they go, Oh, you did the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. You did it yourself? Yeah, myself. You did it all by yourself or you had other people? I had people help. Yeah, I'm of not going to haul Everybody garbage. Has. I'm not going to demo out the stucco. And uh, Oh, so you did it with other... And, uh, first off, fuck you. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Max Pata. Hi. Who knows more about this shit than I do? No, I could no. fucking build everything. My- yes, I could do everything myself. I will answer honestly. I can do everything myself. I choose not to because it's a waste of my time to demo out drywall and drag it to a dumpster. But yes, I could. Yes, I have. And I have done everything myself. I can. Did you build the cabinets? No. I farmed it out. But I've worked in a Euro cabinet shop and I've worked in a standard cabinet shop and I've built hundreds of kitchen cabinets. I know exactly how to do it. It's like the director of a film. You could, he could be you know, the cinematographer. He could be even like the... the- 
Craft producer. service, bitch. Craft service. Yeah. Everything. He knows everything. Yeah, but has that director done all of those no, fucking jobs? No, that's the whole point. <laughs> that's the whole point. I am telling these guys they got to go order a confirmat screw because I know what a confirmat screw is, <laughs> and I'm the only human being on the planet who's even heard of a confirmat screw because I used them when I installed custom clauses with born-again gangbangers. So, yes, I can do <laughs> all of it myself. I choose now not to because it's not a, it's a huge waste of my time. And I'd be much better off getting paid quite a bit more doing something else and then kicking that guy down 20 bucks an hour to do what I could physically do, but yeah. I choose not to. Yes. That being said, uh, taking that big old glue lamb beam, I mean, I got a six by like 16. I mean, y- you guys don't know what a six. It's weird. Like, you, you people don't think, we'll get to cars in a second. <laughs> People don't know. People think like they don't know when when someone says they have a twelve foot ceiling. They don't know how high that is. Yeah. And when they you tell when I tell you beam is six inches by like sixteen inches, you don't know what a huge beam that is. But that is a huge old beam. Yeah. And get that bad boy into place. Like get it up into the attic above the ceiling line. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. Well, that's that. Uh, <laughs> that's where that genie lift comes in, man. You ever yeah. use that genie lift? I've seen them. I haven't used one. They work, man. They work real nice. All right. So we did a million things. I mean, we did a million things. I didn't drive. Long story. We'll work on... We'll get you that in a second. There's a question up here for... So I just see Jay Leno's name. We saw him on the lawn um, at Pebble Beach. So, Brian, 58? Yes. How are you doing? Good, man. Need to sell some cars. (laughs) You You need one? I... I know I need to sell cars. Oh, I'm well, trying to sell cars. I've got eighty of them. You've got eighty cars and trucks. Yeah. Let me make this observation about guys who have yeah. eighty cars. It's, well, let me clarify something right away. I don't have a wife. That's how it's possible. No, that's good. Step one. <laughs> but I've known the guys I know. At least I've seen chronicled on TV shows where you're walking through the woods. Yeah. And there's like a tree growing through their Buick. Yeah. Just like, speaking of women, I would rather have one 10 model to bang than a harem of twos. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And it's kind of the same way in the car business. I think I would rather just have one Lamborghini SV Mura than a 80 cars rusting out in in the yard. And what we'll see... If uh, Brian over here has got the eight, give us, give us your top five out of the eighty in terms of value. Oh gosh, that's hard to nail down. But I've Uh-oh. got a sixty-five Shelby GT three hundred and fifty. Ooh, sixty-five nice. Griffith, sixty-five Griffith Series four hundred. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Come on. You can write faster. No, no. People don't realize the 60, 65s are much better than a 66. They're much more coveted. That yeah. was the purest yeah, one. Right, yeah. The yeah. yeah. So 65, That's how, what kind of condition is that thing in? It's a super nice Survivor. Wow. Tragically, so, it does not have original paint, but the rest of it is. Okay. Well, that thing's that's worth so 265,000 miles. I bought the car high mileage so I could drive it and enjoy it, and that's what I've been Wow. Doing. Now, the Griffith, I'm trying to, I'm trying to yep. picture that one, is 65. And they made 59 of them. What, what was the power I've plant? Was that Chrysler or something? Ford Hypo 289. Oh. Is, is it I don't, I don't know what that is. Is it like a fiberglass-bodied car? 
fiberglass body, tube steel space frame, yep. weighs about 15, 1,600 pounds. Yeah, uh, okay, okay. yeah, that's so a kick-ass little it's car. It's faster, faster than a modern motorcycle. It's a ton of fun. All yeah, right, that's cool. a nice piece. All right, what else Keep is on going. your list? 68 428 Cobra Jet Mustang, 30,000 original miles, original paint, original interior. Nice. Okay. Poco Blue. Ah, I like that blue. 66 Fairlane, 427 in it. Big block. Nice. One more. Sunbeam Tiger. Ooh. Yeah, I like those. Saving the best for last. 260 in that thing? Still the original 260. Sweet little car. I I like those. I I love those cars. And they're going up in value. And it's the kind of thing where as... It's kind of like what the 190 Mercedes is to the 300 Mercedes, which is, oh, how much is that? That's $1.1 million. Exactly. Ooh, how much is that one? That's two hundred grand. Oh, or buck fifty. Ooh, I'll, I'll take that one. Yeah, that's what the Sunbeam yeah, exactly. is that to the Shelby. Yeah, I like those. And the Shelby's the most ignored performance car of its era. I agree. The Shelby started with a 260 in it, by the way. So, Brian. Well, the first Cobras, yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant. You want to sell some of these things to Leno, or what do you want? Well, what I'm getting ready to do is market to Griffith. Mm-hmm. It's 2,400 original miles. Mm-hmm. I'm third owner. I'm the first one to license it and title it. Um, it was the drag race record holder in its class on the East Coast, 65, 6, and 7. Yeah, hold on a that's second. The first. Is, hold on, hold on one second. Max Pata. Say the car one more time. Show me a picture of it. I'm not sure Max Fab is showing us the right picture. Say it slowly yeah, for Chris. It's an 86.5-inch wheelbase, but it's a 65 Griffith Series 400. Series 400. Okay. So let me make the sure. The Series I... 200 had Cobra taillights, and the Series 400 has Lotus taillights. Okay, yeah. Hit the, hit the one you're hitting on the upper left there, Chris. Yeah, it has Cortina taillights. Lotus Cortina taillights, yep. Is, yeah. is your car if a you street car or a race car? No. His, well, his it's specific. a race car that I've turned back into a street car. Oh, okay. okay. And what's is a car that, like that worth? Uh, um, Conservatively, I was told 200000 Nice. Uh, yeah. I've, I've seen some of those on the racetrack. I've raced with some of those on the racetrack. I, I don't feel like the ones I raced with had the 289 in them, though. Maybe, oh. they, maybe they had... Did they have a Alpina version of that, like a smaller, like a four-cylinder version? Well, the prior car to the Griffith was the Grand Tour, which they made Marks 1, 2, and 3, and the Grand Tour of Mark 3 was a four-cylinder MG-powered car. Oh, yeah. You see a lot of those on the racetrack. Yes, oh, that's, and they look similar, right? They look identical to a Series that, Okay, so that's what I'm looking at. Oh, that's what I'm racing with. Uh, all right. And the so, Series 400, the front of the car looks the same, but the back half is different. So what's Leno? Leno's looking for that Griffith? I heard through the grapevine Leno was looking for a Griffith, and I thought, I've always liked Jay. Well, I've always liked you. Anybody that wants to buy it can have it. But I've tried to get a hold of Jay in the past on collector cars that I've come across, and he's a hard guy to get a hold of. Well, Max Zapata, go hey. pick up my phone. Okay. Find Jay's shop. And let's just call it on the air and see what happens. See if Bernard picks up or Jay picks up. Yeah. And see if he wants that. Uh, it's a 65 Griffith. Yep. Uh, we'll try to do it. If, if Jay's not there, 
uh, Bernard may know something about it. Let's ask him. Okay. All right. Hang on a second. We'll do that. We'll get back to you. <laughs> Maybe I can make a love connection here. Uh, let me talk to you. Someone wants a Dotson down here on uh, line three. Hey, uh, De- uh, is that, was that Demario? I can't read that name is from here. What yeah, is that? Demetrio. Demetrio. What's going on? Yeah. Hey, Adam, Matt. Uh, nice uh, talking to you guys. Hello. 29, uh, calling from Orange County. What are you looking for? I'm a, I'm a big Dobson fan, and I'm uh, looking here for the trigger on, on my first one. I know the, uh, you know the 240, 260s, they're highly desirable. Everyone wants them. They've gone up in price ridiculously. But I'm married with two kids, and I also want to be able to take the family out. So I've been looking at the 2 plus T. The 2 plus 2, yeah, the, the 280, yeah. And a two. And, uh, and they did it. Uh, did they do a two eighty ZX and a two plus two, or just a two eighty? Yeah, the Pass. ZX as well. Oh, they did a ZX as well. All right. Yeah, but those are seventy nine to eighty six. Right. Ish. Yeah. But uh, uh, I found a nineteen seventy four. You know, pretty smart. And I'm wondering if if those are two plus twos will event. You know. Will eventually kind are, of are you looking for an investment car, or are you looking Any, for something yeah. fun? Any, I mean, this is your first Datsun. Maybe you want to start something with something you're going to drive. Screw the kids. Anything with a back seat goes down in value. Whether Look, you take a Ferrari uh, 365 or uh, GT. B, C, D, F, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Versus, like, what, a 412? You, 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 know, you literally take the same car and you put a back seat in it and you and it's dropped 200 grand yeah. in the price. Well, look at like, the, the 330 versus, you know, the 2 plus 2 versus the GTC, like you're saying. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it's, you drop 250 grand when yeah. you put a back seat in the yeah. car. So, um, <laughs> and also, to be quite honest, as a Z guy, the Z 2 plus 2 is an ugly car. I like the race. I like it in race trim, like yeah. mine. yeah. But uh, the street version is is a pretty ugly car, so i i wouldn't I wouldn't do that. Um, I'd get a Z. I'd get a straightaway Z, or I'd think about a, a two thousand Roadster. And, yeah, and look, as far car. as you know, these people go, hey, I want to get a collector car, but I got kids. I got kids too. Fuck them. <laughs> number one and number two. That's why the old ladies got the Odyssey, right? Like yeah, it's, yeah. you don't need the kids for their. Or let them take turns. That's right. Yeah, doing burnouts with daddy. Get your get your fun Dotson sports car and uh, Dodge Caravan. Max Pata. Hey, you want me to call the shop or did you call oh, the we're, shop? We're getting him on the line right now. You got Bernard. Oh, you got Bernard? We have Bernard line two. Okay. Hey Bernard. Hey Adam. How are you, man? Hey Bernard. Doing good. It's Matt. What do you? Uh, Matt's over here too. We're just Hello. doing a little. Uh, CarCast podcast. What what are you working on? Oh, right now working on a 1922 Bruff motorcycle. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you never disappoint, Bernard. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> you never. It's always something crazy that we've never heard of. Is, yeah. is Jay around today? No, I, I believe he's in Chicago today. Oh, okay. Well, you know, you got to pay the bills. That's right. Uh, what are you working that's on? Bernard's working on his motorcycle. Oh, that's, by yeah, the way. That's, Bernard, it's got to be your motorcycle, right? No, no, that's Jay's motorcycle. Oh, I get it. Yeah, we're being recorded. I understand. (laughs) I understand. (laughs) I saw you uh, with uh, Kowski on the uh, side hack uh, tearing it up. Yeah. um, Up at Willow Springs uh, on Leno's Garage, man. That thing was kicking ass. By the way, sorry to hear about your fire. Yeah, we... (laughs) 
We're, we're rebuilding, though. So. Luckily, you have the greatest shop in the world to go and rebuild your bike. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now, I got this guy, Brian. The reason I called this, a guy named Brian, he's from Washington, and he's got a car, and he thinks Jay's looking for this car, but he's unable to get hold of Jay and or anybody at the shop. And I thought, well, maybe I can just broker this deal. But I, 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 you know what Jay's looking for, right? Uh, sort of. Yeah. What, what, what's he got? Well, can we... Can I just tap line two and then what? Hit line one. Let me see. And then hit line one. Are you? Hey, Brian, are you on? I'm here. Uh, Bernard, you still on? I am. Oh man, look at us! Wow. Hey, Technology. man. It's, it's, <laughs> Nick's all happy because he worked. It's He's make, like, I can't believe it worked. <laughs> <laughs> it's Make a Wish Foundation time for Rich Whitey. Rich old Whitey. <laughs> so, Brian, this is Bernard. Bernard is the brains of the entire operation over there at Leno's Garage. And uh, Bernard is, uh, he's too humble to talk about it, but he's a mechanical genius. The man made himself a side hacker, three, you know, two-man motorcycle, racing motorcycle. He brazed the frame himself. Yeah. Brazed, he brazenly brazed it. Him, himself, the guy's a mechanical genius. He's worked on everything. Brian, what car do you have that you hear that Leno's looking for? Sixty-five Griffith Series Four Hundred. Bernard, uh, yeah, a Griffith, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think you just uh, answered your question, and uh, let's yeah, Con- continue <laughs> you know, that, excitement, that's Bernard. Just, that's just unusually enough that he might be interested in that. Mm-hmm. Um. I, ne- I never heard him say that he's actually looking for that car. Um, okay, but we can we can certainly approach Jay and and uh, see if he's if he's got any interest in it. Hey Bernard, also Brian has eighty cars, so Jay may want another one that's in his collection. Now I know he told me he had a sixty-five Shelby, and I know Jay has one of those. Right, uh, Cobe. Yeah. I mean, not just Shelby Mustang. Right. And I, I know I heard his sort of top five, but this this Griffith is kind of interesting, especially with the two eighty nine. He's got the he's got the V eight one in there. It's kind of a kick ass little 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 car, and it is, it is it is funky enough. I I would say, Bernard, you you tell me. Jay likes stuff that's a little off the beaten path, right? You know, he he likes he likes unusual stuff. Um, he also likes technically advanced stuff. Mm-hmm. Even for their time, you know. Um, so, some of the mechanical aspects of a of a car will interest him more than than the the provenance of the car is, you know. And I think what I think what Jay has, or you know, what the Griffith has going for it, Brian, is it's a very lightweight small car with a big power plant. And I think Jay likes the little stuff with the big pop, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. That is yeah. one of one of his one of his weaknesses. I mean, yeah. who doesn't? What yeah. car guy doesn't? And, and like you said, it's rare. What they what they make? Uh, uh, fifty, Brian, like fifty or something. Yeah, the, the, it, it's a pretty rare car, and it, it's kind of funky looking, kind of unusual car. That's why I say it might be yep. just unusual enough for for him to be interested. Well, do you have? Does Jay keep a list, or do you have things that Jay's looking for? That's you, you know, he's out? not really actually looking for anything, uh, but we get calls like this all the time, like almost every day, <laughs> of somebody <laughs> selling something that's that is right. interesting or maybe oh, interesting. You're kidding. 
I'm not the first one to think of this. You know, there's there's a lot of opportunities for him to buy stuff, and you know, every now and then he finds something that that he thinks is exciting, and oftentimes. It's not, you know. Well, Brian, I'll tell you what. Why don't we have Brian? I don't want to get Jay's all messed up in this, and I know you got to get to back to work on your side hack. Although you're telling us you're working on a twenty-two something. I. Why doesn't Brian send us a few pictures of the Griffith, and I'll forward those along to Jay and you, and and we'll see if we can't make a love connection. Yeah, you can send that, your that photos to to Carcast. Carcast show at gmail dot com. There you go. All right, hey, and Bernard, I'm going to come see you over there uh, soon because I got a friend who's uh, dying to see the joint. So okay, I mean, not, put, not, put your working clothes on. We'll put you to work. <laughs> I just drink sodas over there. I don't actually work. Oh, okay. Yeah, that you... work for me. <laughs> uh, thanks, Bernard. We'll see thanks, you soon. Man. Okay, talk right. to you later. All right, there's uh, Bernard over there. Wait, let me try to... That's Bernard's radio voice. He was all <laughs> chipper. <laughs> Bernard's usually surly. Uh, yeah, so that's Bernard over there. Now, Brian, hold on. Hey, Brian? Yep. So yeah, here. well, it's not going to get too much better than that from Bernard. That I can tell you. Right. Well, Bernard's I was really one of the, thrilled by his enthusiasm. Oh, listen, Bernard's one of these guys where I'm like, hey, you're going to race at Laguna Seca for the, uh, you know... Rolex this year? And he's like, yeah. And I go, I'm going too. And he goes, okay. And I go, I'm bringing Paul Newman's GT1 championship car from 85. And he'll go, oh, there you go. Cool. <laughs> yeah, he's right up there with my dad. Well, <laughs> I wish I could do was the my photo dad. Thing. I can do the photo thing real easy for you if you went to RiggsBoysRacing.com. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole well, photo array. Well, if you, if you email us, include your contact information so we can pass that along. Yeah, do that, and I will forward it along to Jay and Bernard, and they will render a decision. Although, to be for to be fair to, oh, it's orange. It's like grabber orange too. We're looking at a picture of it. Yeah, kind of a cool, funky, funky, cool car. The problem with cars like that is they are so exotic that. No one really knows what to make of them. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, sorry. Like, I, I didn't. Like, I don't recall what it even they, looked like. They don't. The, the, there is this point in a car world. I know it because I, I'm the guy who's had a Lamborghini 350 GT. They made 123 of for the last nine years, eight years, and I. In the last ten minutes, people kind of get it, but like, for the first. Seven, I don't know, probably, i got to figure out how long I've had that car, but it's about eight years. I haven't found myself describing it to everyone all the time. Like, what do you got? I got Lamborghini. Oh, what do you got there? Countach? No, this is a 350. Oh, you got the Shelby? No, no, this is a three. This is a, oh. So that's, oh, this is, oh, is this after the Mira, but before the, um, before the Diablo, and I'm like, no, yeah. no, this is the first one. This, uh, ooh, some big wings and stuff. No, no, this is like a G- yeah. GT. Uh, hmm, how do I describe it? Like, <laughs> nobody knows what you're talking about. Yeah. And and usually they lynch, lose interest after that because they're like they're like oh I used to have one of those oh it's not not the same right not, and then not, they move on yeah, they move on emotionally yeah all right so uh, big news for us we got the uh, Paul Newman Holy Grail car which yeah. is uh, very very exciting speaking uh, of exciting we'll tell you a little about that in a second um, 
right, let me tell you about betonline.ag. Mm-hmm. It's the holidays, and betonline.ag is in the giving spirit with two incredible promos. Create a free account and use the promo code PODCAST1 for a 50% sign-up bonus. And uh, refer a friend. It gives uh, gives them a, a 200% bonus to your friend. Up to 200 bucks. Such a great gift. NFL, NHL, NBA, football or basketball. Or entertainment odds. Early odds on the Oscars. Yeah. I wonder if there's a prop bet on the first host dropping <laughs> out two days after yeah, getting I mean- the nod. <laughs> Go online or use your mobile phone to uh, sign up today and uh, try uh, live in-game betting. Always makes it that much more exciting. Remember, use the promo code PODCAST1 for a 50% sign-up bonus. Uh, you can get it, uh, get the holiday shopping done early. Refer a friend. Use that promo, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook expert. Let me tell you about Geico. Everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off dry cleaning. You can pick up some milk. Now you can add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. If you just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Go to Geico.com. So uh, the whole time... I'm doing the documentary. So we're doing the Newman documentary. And now we get to Newman at Lamar. Yeah. And and I'm looking at the car. And, well, many, some years ago, some years ago, maybe at the very beginning of the podcast, somebody sent in a die cast model, the the ones that are like seven, eight inches long. I don't yeah, know, yeah, yeah. one sixteenth or something. I, I can't remember little, what the, we have a stupid scale. I, why are we using a scale? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, you know, no one can hold up a car that's the size of, you know, half a shoebox and go, what percentage of this, of the real car is it? Why don't we just say it's six inches, yeah. 10 inches? Yeah. Like, oh, we had to do the stupid scale thing. It's a 116 scale, a 137. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't even know yeah. what it is, but it's the big matchbox car. Yeah. You know, it's um, seven and a half inches long. Yeah. And they sent, I think, a GT40, and they sent uh, maybe a. Maybe for some reason a five twelve Ferrari race car, and they sent that Porsche nine thirty five. Yeah, and I was like, oh, it's, that. it's in the glass shelf in the wall over in the other shop. Yeah, in the I'm like, office. Oh, I'm, we walk past it every day. And we're like, yeah, that's the car. That's the car. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm I'm keeping that bad boy. And we did the movie, and I found myself in the um, found myself. Uh, just in the edit bay, just staring at that car, just staring at that Porsche. It's Newman climbing in and out of it. And little Dickie Barber from La Mesa, California. Little Dickie Barber. <laughs> climbing in and out. Somebody and then, emailed me like, Dickie Barber was 350 pounds, and he was physically two seconds slower than Paul Newman. Like, just because of the weight issue. <laughs> we, uh, so we had, we had, uh, and and then we contacted Dick Barber, who yeah. owned the car and, yeah. and ran the car, and, and he's great in the film. And he Dick's told us great a lot in the, about film, the film, and Dick's got the trophies, and yeah. he's got the jackets, and he's got the whatever. And uh, but I've always been like, "Where's the car?" Yeah, and he's like, I don't, "I don't know where the car is, but who knows where the car is?" And I think the car- whenever somebody says, "I don't know where it is," I assume it's in 
it's out of the country. It's Japan, Europe, or something. Because it's in this country, Florida, kind of it's, like, it's no. Germany or Florida, my, the game I used to play. <laughs> it, it, this is like whenever somebody is a cannibal and meets someone online, and they yeah. both agree to eat their foot, <laughs> it's either Germany or Florida. <laughs> and when you can't find a really cool car, yeah. it's, it's Germany, Germany or, Florida. or Florida. Yeah, it's, it's Europe okay. or Florida. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, that car is sitting in some private collection, and it's never coming up again, and uh, that's it. I don't know. The, the guy's going to die, and his kid's going to have it or something. Like, who's to who's to know? Yeah. I mean, it's like Bruce Myers has the 935 that won the race outright. It's sitting in his pad in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Is Bruce selling that car? No. Occasionally, he drives it down road to hill <laughs> <laughs> race trip. <laughs> right. Is he do- what's he doing with that car? I don't know. I don't Is know. it ever? When's that car coming up for sale? Well, okay. Maybe Bruce dies at some point. Then what? You think his kids need the money from that sale of that car? No. His wife? No. But maybe they do sell it. I don't know. Like, but, if, but, like if they really like hate daddy and they're like, now nah, he's gone. I'm going to get the bastard. I'm going to sell his car. Well, if you but, need a quick $30 million, you can just <laughs> sell one of his Ferraris and yeah. you'll be able to make your mortgage that month. Right. But, oh, God, do I hate my dad. <laughs> I got to take the lease. The Buick's been leased. I got to return it after the old man kicked kicks the bucket <laughs> you're that's stuck with gonna, the debt well, i'm gonna end up arguing with the guy from the buick dealership ah that spilt coffee yeah it's cloth interior but it'll come out i yeah. don't think that's a 700 dollars surcharge no, like the old man's dead why do i gotta keep paying this for is it? not the way he would have wanted it um so when will that car sell well i don't know never or not in your lifetime or or good luck waiting around i remember i used to feel that way when i wanted to do mornings like i want to be a morning dj and it'd yeah. be like uh, Kevin and Bean are going into their 27th year. And when I wanted to do it, they're going into their third year. It was like, yeah. <laughs> how's that going to work? Right. So uh, I stared at this car and we sat in the edit bay and we oh, a hundred times. Well, you don't. I mean, yeah, you guys got to understand when you're doing a movie, just sit in the bay and you just keep tweaking, keep and that that particular uh, segment. And the reason that particular segment with Newman at Lamar is because you can sit and edit Robert Redford's Redford's interview and Dick Barber and all that kind of stuff. But you own that footage. The Lamar footage you don't own. You have to license it. Right. And guess who's really expensive? French guys who own Lamar footage. <laughs> so we had to sit there and they're literally going, you know, it's a thousand dollars a second or something. And you're like going, okay, what can we use? Can we use some stills that we do have license? Can we intersplice some Newman from something else that's not from the track? You know, we ended up getting some incredible footage. Like, I mean, there's that part where like, it is one of these things where, you you know, when like Dick Barber's like, we're in the middle of the race. We're like 22 hours into the race. We're leading the race and some news crew just went up and started interviewing Paul, just pushing people aside and interviewing Paul. You got to realize you've been up for 22 hours racing a car. You you don't even know. And you just cut to the actual footage of the guys like pushing Dick Barber out of the way. And you're standing in front of the car. And standing in front of the car (laughs) and and saying to Paul Newman, like, you're now in second place or third place or whatever it is. And he's like, what what place are we in? (laughs) And it's like... It, it's 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 gold when you're making a doc because it's like normally you talk about stuff and you go wow and then sometimes you'll do an illustration or recreation yeah, or something yeah, but yeah. the actual just cut to the footage of talking to Paul Newman standing by the side of the car in the middle of the race 
But again, that stuff ain't free. Right. So you find yourself in the bay for long periods of time because you're trying to figure out ways. How can we tell our story but cut back on this licensed footage that's a thousand bucks a second, you know? And so I spent a lot of time on that. But always wondering where that car is and always wanting to see that car, get my hands on that car, drive that car. And then it came up for sale. And I knew it was going to be insanely expensive. I also knew that it one day is going to be worth $10 million. I, it's just, I, I, who has 5 million bucks laying around? I don't have 5 million bucks yeah. laying around, but it was like the window's going to open and then it's going to close. And then once it closes, that'll be about it with this car. You know, in my lifetime, you don't live to 150 or you can't drive them when you're 80. And Paul did, but I, I won't be able to. But, you know, so do you want this car? Or don't you want this car? Because here's your window. And we just went into a mode where it's like, what if we sold every other car? Yeah. And to get this car. Yeah. This wasn't a fly by night decision, by the way. This was this was eight weeks of conversations and us prepping. Who, who and can talking. we borrow the money from? <laughs> yeah. Just what can we do? Yeah. And it was funny because... Uh, Just scrambling like madmen trying to get something done. Somebody told me when it comes to selling all the other cars, not the Newman cars, but the Lamborghinis to get this car, you know, was it the Porcelain Punisher? I think it was Porcelain Punisher said to me, like, hey, you're going to miss these cars. Like, you, how, how are you feeling about getting rid of all these cars that you've spent so much time with? And I said, I don't have any feelings about it because there's not, a, there's not an option. There's, there's two options. One option is you don't get the Newman car. Yeah. The other option is you do get the Newman car and you have to get rid of all these cars. But the excitement for the Newman car by far trumps the depression you'll feel for, for moving some of the other cars, I think. Well, I've, I've, I, 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 when I found out this Newman car was coming up for sale and I, find, and I sort of figured how much it was going to cost and I knew it was going to be monumental and we're going to have to sell a whole bunch of stuff to get it. You know, same thing Leno does when he like wants that Griffith. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to have to have a yard set. He's going to have to sell some shit. I said, and, and this is how you guys approach life. When you're buying your next used Prius, Max Panna. <laughs> yes. But, He's, no, ask, ask yourself. <laughs> I said to myself this. All right. These cars that you're selling. Can you get ones if you want to get them? At some certain point in your life. At a certain point, Sonny turned 16, and I long for the Lamborghini Azalero that I once owned, or the Mira S that I once owned, or the 350 GT that I once owned. And I, la- I, I long to go up Pacific Coast Highway in that car with my boy. I can find one. Yeah. There, there will be out there. Every auction... Every, every uh, I should clarify, Pebble Beach will have one 350, one 400. Yeah. When they're very rare, one is Laro. Yeah, but that's the place that they'll be. But I mean, that's they're around. You, yeah. There's always one. Yeah, There's, yeah. There, right now, if you go to the internet, internationally, if you include the globe, you could find three or four 350s for sale, three or four S's for sale. Two or three Isleros for sale. So I rationalize in my head that if I ever need one of those cars for some reason, I could get it. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to pay more, 
because they'll sure. cost more. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. nobody wants that do that thing where oh, you sell a car for fifty grand and then you buy it again for one hundred twenty-five grand. Like that doesn't feel good right. on any level. But if you really want that car, that's the price, and you can do it. This car, the Newman car, yeah. you, you never get another shot There's at. Only one. That's the whole point. This is the only one ever. Right. So yeah. uh, we went to the auction, <laughs> and it was uh, it was crazy. I yeah. mean, they uh, what they start two million dollars. Oh my god! Yeah, they, they, they started, opened they started it at two million. Two. And you know, you take a breath. You're you're nine seconds into it, and you're at three and a half. There are two, two, one, two, three, three million, three one. They're skipping around, jumping over. So like that's not how math works. Slow down a bit. And uh, yeah, it was it was nuts. Yeah, nice. uh, Matt got it. There was a little controversy at the end. Somebody bid by mistake. I didn't even start in, so I was standing next to the guy at Gooding, and uh, he, it's gotten up to three and a half million. And I'm standing there, and he's like, "You should probably get in on this soon." So I didn't even throw the first bid until three point six million, and then it, it started moving. And then there was three guys in the room, myself and two others that were in the room, and uh, I didn't really know that at the time. It was just happening so quickly. And then it started to slow down a little bit at four. And then at like four two, the third guy dropped out. Mm-hmm. And then it went to four three. And I was like, all right, you know, we talked, we had a strategy. I was like, four four, start to sweat, really start to sweat. And the guy's like, going once, going twice. He's screaming at the top of his lungs, he's pointing his hammer, and he's dragging it out. Going twice, about to hit the hammer. The woman behind me in the phone makes goes, 4.5! I turned to her and I was like, sit down! <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, oh, wait a minute. She's like, no, n- not not 4.5. And the guy goes, 4.4.5. Four and, and I'm like, oh, what are we doing that now? We're just hammering this thing. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, she's like, no, I'm out. So she was apparently on the phone with a bidder. That guy was on the phone with two auctions at the same time, bidding on two cars at the same time, and he yelled four or five into the wrong phone. What are the odds of that, though? <laughs> and so he had to back out of it. And she's like, I'm sorry. He's like, sorry, wrong phone. I so meant that for somebody else. Same price, though? So at the yeah. same time. Are we really? It's the same price? Yeah. Whatever he was doing, he yelled four or five into the wrong phone. That's so bizarre. Which is crazy. Wow. So, Hold and then on. She- Where was my dad <laughs> at that time? Because if I know that wily, rich old fox, he was probably home doing that. Yeah. He does that. Hmm. Probably so, just sitting in his high back chair, stroking his beard. She had me nervous at four or five. I was like, we're going to have to bid four or six. She says, I'm out. I turned to the Gooding guy and I was like, we just saved 200 grand. <laughs> and then the guy hammers going once oh, going like, twice oh, and he's like, so dragging it on he paused like i thought he had a seizure or a stroke or something like he was just standing there and then he hits the goddamn hammer and he's like sold and there's a great photo that's posted and they're like pointing and yelling sold you don't see me you just see those guys with the car off into the distance the thing that was and, confusing uh, from where i was sitting is the chick was standing on the phone Right behind you. Right behind so me. So he kept pointing. The... the guy kept pointing at Matt. And I was like, yeah. what's Matt? Who's? Yeah. I told her to sit down. Sit down because right. you're, you're confusing everybody. But it was So fun. she was literally exciting. was on the phone with a guy who was doing the exact same bid for another car. That's what I was told. Yes. That's how I understood it, I which gotta, is amazing. I got to find. We got to find out. Anyway, we'll keep <laughs> you posted on the car. We will go race the car. Make yeah. no uh, mistake about that. Aaron? Yeah. 39? Hey, man. Hey, hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure, man. 
So uh, you had some frustration getting the you know the various cars to various races, and then you also mentioned sometimes there aren't people to race with. So I was just wondering if you were going to come out and slum it with the B sedan crowd. I had this uh, conversation with a couple of guys uh, at the track uh, last weekend, and I would love to get together a B sedan, a two point five uh, Trans Am run group, five tens. Uh, I always mention not not for you, Aaron, but for for the listeners, five tens, six tens, GTA Alphas, GTV uh, Al- Alphas, uh, two. 2002 um, yeah, BMWs. Yeah. Great Bluebird. class. You got the Bluebird. Bluebird. Tons of fun. Um, there are a lot of Japanese cars. Unfortunately, they don't give them the love. But they need to start a big B sedan group at Laguna yeah. Seca. I think it's that would fun be cool. racing. Be it's exciting turnout. racing. It's all the cars that people kind of know from their childhood. Those Alphas, yeah. the 2002s, yeah. the 510s. Fun, fast. Good drivers, very competitive group. And they're cool guys. You've raced with them all a lot, and they're all great to go and hang out with and chat about cars and share information. Yeah. uh, Yeah. We're getting ready to go to – where are we going? Coronado. Oh, Coronado. And I just thought I'm going to bring that Bluebird, but it's it's right-hand drive. Oh, yeah. You're not going to bring the Oldsmobile. I'm thinking – I'm trying to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out today. There's part of me that's just to take that Bluebird out there. And it's it's lighter, it's easier, it's easier to do the trailer. Like everything's just yeah. a little easier. And uh, the right hand drive, I think I can figure out. Yeah, you want to drive <laughs> around the neighborhood? <laughs> uh, I think I think if, I think if I do a couple practice laps, I'll I'll I'll, okay. I'll, I'll get it down. When is that? It's race? all cones, anyways. It's all we, cones. <laughs> what is that race? Do we, do we uh, know September seventeenth and eighteenth. The was guy that, was that like Labor Day weekend? No, it's after? the weekend like two weekends after. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's where I blew up my engine last year. And by the way, the track guys got totally pissed off at me because I blew up my engine and I just kept coasting. Coasting, just out. dragging oil. <laughs> just coasting out there. And I was like, well, look, it's the end of the only straightaway there is yeah. with no barriers or no yeah. anything. Like, my, I thought the rules were get away from yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. And you didn't know you were, like, leaking oil or anything. You I didn't know what I was yeah. doing. I was just trying to get out of the end of the straightaway. Yeah. So the guys were yelling. <laughs> That's <laughs> drag me back to the pits. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I I don't know. I think I'm going to bring that that Bluebird right hand drive, really cool piece car there. And if there's ever a track to kind of figure out how to drive a car with your shift with your left hand, I think yeah. that one's it. And I I think I could I could get a few uh, laps in and figure it out. Yeah, I've never really heard anyone complain that much like most of the guys i talk to do the right hand and do the left hand whatever they go ah eh, you get used to it or it's not, not there's, that big a deal. there's just like a like a t5 transmission out of a mustang in that thing so mm-hmm. if you have some trouble <laughs> i have an extra t5 transmission well <laughs> i we took get, out of my uh, mustang we can get it <laughs> we can get nick we can get our if we can get our little driving simulator thing worked out we can put the stick shift on the left hand side oh, of it oh yeah try that and get a little time in not that Coronado has a... No, uh, you can pick a different We can track, figure it out, yeah. yeah. All right, let me tell you about Castrol Edge. Heat, friction, viscosity, breakdown. They rob your engine of maximum performance. Friction results in loss of performance up to 10%. Castrol Edge, engineered with fluid titanium technology, physically transforms to be stronger under pressure, helps fight friction and deliver maximum levels of performance for your car three times. Three times stronger, fool. Against viscosity breakdown and leading oils, Castrol Edge, unlock the true performance in your car's 
engine today with Castrol Edge. Zybar, I'll tell you guys about this revolutionary new product that we love here. We're excited about it. Zybar is an ultra-thin coating for manifolds, headers, turbos, tailpipes, mufflers, and tips. It has a thickness of 0.001 inch, which reduces radiant heat by 90%. It's the first DIY thermal coating of its kind. That's pretty impressive. It's non-corrosive and does not break down even in 2,000-degree environments. It makes wraps, shields, and expensive ceramic coatings obsolete. You can use Zybar for better engine performance, horsepower, fuel economy, and lower underhood temperatures. Zybar comes in four awesome colors. They got bronze, midnight black, cast silver, and Porsche gray that will make your engine a showpiece. We've talked to these guys. I think they'll do you custom color if you call I them up they can and mix ask them, them nicely. Yeah, it's a really cool product. Zybar is available for purchase at Zycoat.com and many auto parts retail locations at Zycoat.com. It's Z-Y-C-O-A-T.com. Put Zybar on. Take heat off. But before we go, remind everybody, because we're getting a lot of questions, social media and stuff, why you weren't racing. Uh, oh, okay. Back to the B sedan. I would be happy to run in that group. of having. We had a car for the first time on the lawn at Pebble Beach. Um, it was it was a it was a it was a it was a host of things, which was we one car didn't make it, uh, the GT one car, the other car was at a dock being unloaded, and we didn't think it was going to make it. The other car we're going to drive the Pepsi Trans Am car, Newman car. Those guys were kind of pretty confident about getting it done, but th- when I left, that thing was not that close to done. Yeah, and it could have been done and, and brought out, but it would have had a whole bunch of stuff on it that had like never yeah. been used. I mean, they got it together. It could have brought it up. I don't know. You the know. windshield, the rear windshield, still not on it. I mean, but that's because they backed off it. But I'm saying this entirely new bodied car with new every lots of new stuff all all over it. And I'm not so sure the windshield wouldn't have popped out. Like I, I, (laughs) it it was a lot of, lot of question marks. So there were a lot of question marks. And I was sort of like, look, these guys are slapping this thing together and everyone's in a rush and everything. And then I found out my run group is Sunday. And I'm like, well, how am I going to be on the beach standing next to my car? And running right. on Sunday. And because you're showing her, you have to be there to meet with the judges. Right. And, and so I called the powers that be, and I begged them to put me in Saturday's group. And when they said, no, we've got 49 cars already, you're, yeah. you're in Sunday's group. Yeah, no go. Then the decision was sort of made for me at that point. But to be honest, I was sort of relieved because the car was getting slapped together and it was going to yeah. be a little tough. It's going to be a hassle. And I was like, oh, good. All right, let's just crack a beer and walk around the track like everyone else and, and enjoy the, the, all the quail and all the other events. And yeah. I have this clock ticking and all this stuff. And uh, I think it turned out good. I think we all just had a good time. And you finally got to watch your run group live instead of on tape. You right. Know, the, the one on Saturday, the one you wanted to be in. Right. You know, that's the run group. We went over there. We saw those guys race. It was cool to see. Yeah. And uh, now you know what now the Decon Monza looks like at the front of the pack. <laughs> Love that guy. Uh, anyway, uh, I think the 935 won that race with the Decon yeah, running in second. Yeah, I think it was the second. black 935. Yeah. I don't think Kenepa was driving. No, Kenepa s- th- starts at the back just to see how many cars he can pick off, <laughs> I, honestly. <laughs> Cincinnati, Bogarts, September 23rd, that's stand-up. And then the Vic Theater, Chicago on the 24th, that's a live podcast. Live podcast everywhere. The crew's coming up. 
Everything's coming up. So just go to uh, AdamCaroll.com and uh, figure out what, when, where. Support the show. CarCastShow.com. Bookmark us. Click on bookmark us with the Amazon banner. All the parts you buy online through Amazon, just bookmark us. We do all this cool stuff. We bring it to you for free, man. So, until next time, Adam Kroll for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com.